0: So that was uh, that was the uh, beginning of the episode of Inside the Podcaster Studio. That was a lot of fun about three months ago. Again, uh, if you're just joining us, we're paying, playing a couple of clips while uh, while I cleaned up my mess of uh, of messing up our, our previous replay of the Podlywed game. But I am proud to announce that the clips and the replays are over. Oh we are back to live content in our number. Thirteen of twenty-four. We have reached the halfway point, or we're just about to reach the halfway point, um, and uh, and we're going strong. So, welcome to the podcast, my good friend. Oh, that's not fair, (laughs) Fergus Keating. Good morning, my friend. It's uh, it's bright and early, a a few minutes before seven where you are. Is it not? It is. It is, and my voice is
1: a little bit deeper than it should be at this time of the morning. (laughs) I'm just, yeah. I mean, you always
0: sound like this at six fifty-five in the morning, and when you're drunk. Which uh, those those aren't mutually exclusive. They, they, though, are they? There's
1: a blurry line between between both of those times. Exactly. So, but yeah.
0: uh, Fergus is is a multifaceted dude. He's uh, the host of of and founder of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Co-founder. Uh, yeah. He is the uh, the the monitor uh the hall monitor of multiple Facebook groups, uh, including the Arsenal Fans Forum, where he does a wonderful job allowing me to to sell my wares uh, <laughs> there. And, um and and just a, a tremendous tremendous guy a uh, uh an Irishman living in England uh as opposed gotta to give him something as opposed to Craig Scott who's an Englishman living in Ireland um but uh we're gonna kick off real quick before we go into what I think is going to be a really interesting hour um with a prize draw that I forgot to do before we finished off the uh the last podcast uh, I was so in, in enthralled with with the last live hour that we did, which was called The Way Too Personal Game, starring uh, Owen, Mikey hers and Miami John, who now lives in Chicago. That's his full name. Um, but uh, learned a lot about each other, and and uh, and my son learned a lot about me uh, un- unintentionally. But, uh, but I forgot to give away this great 89 T-shirt from Fees Tees. Let me get you a close-up. If you haven't seen this T-shirt yet, it's an 89 t-shirt with the famous Brian Moore call making the 89. Um, you know, Arsenal comes streaming forward. We will surely will be the last attack. You know the rest from Brian Moore. Um, one of the greatest moments of my footballing life uh, that night. So uh, we're going to give that away now. Now, Fergus, w- when did you wake up and how long have you been sleeping? Uh, not, not a question I would normally care about the answer to, but in this in this environment, I am. Well,
1: um, I after two years of not meeting my boss, uh, who's a good friend of mine, I met with him yesterday, and we were spending time in Hackney Wick and uh, meeting some clients, and then across the Olympic Park and so on, so it was a late-ish one last night, mm-hmm. um, hence the deep voice, and when did I wake up? Half six, 20 past, 20 past six.
0: Well, the, hack, the Hackney Wick near the Hackney Marshes?
1: Yeah, that sort of way the other side of the Olympic Park, so it's all ah. uber cool, uh, I'm far too old for that area, and I, it clearly was. Uh, it did look that way? Craft beer and the like. So yeah, yeah
0: you, mm. it, when you're when you're our age, and and uh, you know, you, you know when you don't fit into a situation anymore, and and yeah, uh,
1: I, I'd red shorts on, so like I, you know, and a beard, so I'm all right.
0: There you go. <laughs> um, so this is where we are as far as uh, the the fundraiser is concerned. Just a, a fantastic uh, lead into the to the to the fundraiser and the first twelve hours. of a $5,000 goal. Um, Hopefully as more people wake up and, and, uh, and, and the content is now live again, and we have some great, great guests still coming up this morning. uh, We'll be able to smash that $5,000 goal, but just a great showing from Gooners all over the world. Um, And we're going to pick a prize now and we'll pick one at the end of the hour as well. So um, here's what we're going to do. We have, uh, the 89 t-shirt, the first of two that we're going to be giving away on this podcast.
1: Can I, can I ask a question about that t-shirt? Absolutely. You know, when the, the, the t-shirts came out first and you share them on the WhatsApp group, and I sent you a message, hey, Mike, can you get me one? That's not my t-shirt, is it? Do you think that you would fit in this? Is it an XL?
0: Uh, this is a... Large. I have a, a, a few different sizes. See, the story behind these T-shirts and the reason that I have them. First, <laughs> the, the maker of these T-shirts is uh, is Stephen Feely uh, on Twitter as Nola Gooner. Great expat living in, in New Orleans, um, and uh, and he makes great T-shirts. He has a Rocky Roe Castle T-shirt. He has a, uh, an anti-Spurs T-shirt. Go to uh It's not .com, and, uh, and check out his stuff um he sent me with about six of these shirts when i went over to london in march of 2019 in that when you avoided trip. me
1: that what? that date you avoided me
0: the, yeah the yeah it was the day i i found out what pub you went to and i went to the opposite one
1: yeah 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 um, yeah yeah. i remember that one very well he brought me
0: six shirts to to distribute to amy lawrence lee dixon alan smith kevin campbell and Mary groves and i forget who the other one was for uh maybe you um, and, um, <laughs> I'm sure it was you um, and in, in that
1: lineup. Definitely. It's got to be me.
0: Yes. And, and the, I mean, I was saving the best for last in the, yeah. um, in the process of, of, uh, almost getting to deliver the, the, the shirts for three of them to Amy the day before I had lunch plans with Amy, I had to rush home and flee <laughs> back to my own country, uh, due to COVID and, and, uh, and the trip was cut short and everything sucked. But, uh, so I had these, and I said, you know what? Instead of sending them back or mailing them to them, can I give them away for Gunners versus Cancer? And of course, Stephen was a was a gentleman on that. So, uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll find out the size uh, of the person that wins. I'm not going to force the person that wins to accept a large if it doesn't fit them, uh, and we'll take care of you. So the winner uh, we will draw right now using our randomizer.
1: Has it randomized? Because the the ones I saw last night on the train on the way home, it was the same person twice.
0: It was the same person twice, and then the next two prizes were the same person twice. I've tested it out. It is completely random, but it is weighted to, you know, the just like lottery tickets. If you buy, you know, five times as many lottery tickets as someone else, you have five times greater chance of winning. So it That's was a enough. random coincidence that the same person won twice. What we have done since you've been sleeping is we have established a rule that the most times you can win is three times, but if your name comes up now, as opposed to the last four or five hours of the pod when we have some of the big ticket prizes on, we're just gonna we're gonna pick somebody else so that your third prize uh, is you know you still preserve your third chance for for either an Arsenal jersey, uh, a legend signed jersey, or the grand prize, which is a team signed jersey. So, um, so the rules have gotten very complicated, but we we established them when there was a lawyer on the podcast with us. So that that I'm using as my uh, that's my excuse. So let's go to the uh, to the drawing here. We have the highest level of technology on this podcast. The winner of the first of two 89 shirts is Pietro La Monica. Congratulations, Pietro. Now, when, when it says wait here, that's the number of, of tickets. $25 donation gets you seven tickets. Uh, five hundred dollar donation gets you four hundred tickets. Hundred dollar donation gets you fifty. The more the more you donate, the more you get. But I'm I'm emphasizing this right now because this goes to show that you do not need to have a significant donation in order to have a chance of winning. Uh, and I, I shouldn't have said significant. Every donation is significant. But you're not only going to win if you if you essentially buy the raffle. Uh, although we appreciate the large donations, any donation you can win. And uh, Pietro Lamonica congratulations uh, I will be in touch with you uh, to talk about getting you the right size shirt and getting that out to you so congratulations Pietro um, yeah um, so the reason that you're on uh, Fergus besides being my friend I, I have a couple of things I want to tell you um, first of all is this preferable to you know to be chatting with me uh, in an exhausted state or a speed walking? upside-down-headed troll named Andy Nunn. I mean, what what what's the better experience at 7 a.m. in the morning?
1: At 7 a.m. in the morning, normally we're getting a voice note of um, Janet from Thanet. Um, yeah, that, that's what uh, I'm
0: saying. Like, isn't this a, a <laughs> pleasanter thing for you to be doing? It
1: is far, far, far more pleasant, and all the wind noise and the gate noises and the dogs barking and shh, crapping and stuff. Yeah, it's far, far more enjoyable talking to you, Mike.
0: Well, I appreciate that, and we're going to bring we're going to bring in another friend of ours to kind of observe and 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 serve as a uh, you know the the focus is on you, but we're going to bring in Big Stevie because now he's home, um, he's in his uh, in his studio. He's not Big Steve anymore. He's half Steve. He, he's am
2: no, still big. I'm still big enough.
0: You're going to have to change <laughs> that. I mean, Twitter Less Twitter <laughs> is going to ban you if you keep that name because it's because it's, you're lying at this point. How, how how much have you lost now, Steve? Uh,
2: 102 pounds as of yesterday. Wow.
1: Jesus. Well done, mate. Well done. Thank you. Well and, done.
0: Uh, that's fantastic. Thank you, Luke. Uh, I I, I, don't, I, I don't think know. we're going to, we're going to see a new, uh, just a new a new surge in, in these donations as, as uh, the UK wakes up and, and uh, you know, Luke, I don't know if you're in the UK or not. I, uh, Oh, actually that's, yeah, I think you are. But, uh, but in any case, good to have you back with us, Steve. Uh, now, Fergus, I'm going to continue, um, uh, you know, doing the friendship equivalent of sucking you off. Um, You've just polished off a, uh, an incredible new series on guns and yellow ribbons called Arsenal history. And, you know, I, I will readily admit uh, between recent travel to and from Florida and my crazy work schedule and planning this out. I I have barely had enough time to focus on, on the things that are right in front of me, uh, much less watch other podcasts uh, as frequently as I'd like. So I'm woefully behind But I mean it, I'm going to binge watch these eight episodes because it's really incredible from what little I have seen, how complete and fascinating the history of the club is. And and uh, do you know you have eight episodes in this series? Yeah. Do you know how long the total of those episodes are? Probably about 10 hours. Nine hours, fifty nine minutes, and fifty four seconds. <laughs> so I'm I mean, six seconds out. <laughs> you could have just stretched out the final episode for like goddamn six more seconds and made it a ten hour masterpiece. The box set, but but yeah, it 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 was. Uh, you know, I I. I don't know what made me do that, but I wanted to kind of talk about how long it was, and then I was like, "Wow, that's almost exactly ten hours." But um, you, you know what
1: the original plan was? Mike? they were meant to be half hour, half hour episodes. Um, but once she gets st- talking, uh, I, I it, Trevor, uh, old man Trev reached out right. to Mark and uh, Mark Andrews and uh, Alan Kelly, and sorry, Andy Kelly uh, from uh, their historians who have written uh, lots of books about Arsenal, uh, and uh, uh, they run the Arsenal history.com website and he said look have you ever done anything like this before and he went no he said do you fancy coming on look we're just we're two guys we, we have a beer and we chat arsenal we're not trying to, have to be famous or anything like that and that and and, and they came along and they went yeah we'll give it a go, and we recorded them rather than gone live. We'd done one live one and it didn't really work um but uh we recorded them rather than gone live because we were more comfortable that way and it was just fascinating and w- once you sat there and once Trevor got warmed up, that was it it was just it's just half hey, steve um the there was just uh just fascinating to hear and see um uh the the the, the information they came out with. we started in eighteen eighty six the club and the podcast. And uh, um, the first section was done. 1886, oh, I think you your 90.
0: podcast began in eighteen eighty six. I was like, "My God, you're older <laughs> than the club.
1: Yeah, I am actually. Yeah, that's not just grey. That's that. Can, <laughs> that's can, mold.
0: Can Can I actually interrupt you for a second? Because again, yeah. I want to blow, blow some more smoke at you. Because before you start getting into the how the podcast was created and all that, um, I want to I want to say something, which is that uh, I mean there are a lot of Arsenal podcasts out there, and we know and I mentioned this earlier, we know who the most watched and listened to ones are, and they deserve every bit of their, their fame and yep. their, their, their leader, their, their followers. Uh, they they put out consistent, reliable, entertaining, well, well-produced stuff and people identify with the folks that run them and they want to hear more from them. So I get that uh, 200% deserved. but sometimes, you know, in the 489,291 amateur podcasts out there that are, people are, you know, kind of doing for fun or for, you know, haphazardly whenever they feel like it or or something like that. Um, you know, there are podcasts that are very unique, have very different type of shows, fresh ideas, different approaches. And, you know, I, I've wanted for a long time to commend you for, for being one of those criminally underviewed podcasts. And I know you don't care about the number of views. We say that too, uh, you know, but our egos hurt when we go to, you know, when, when we have a podcast that only 51 people watch. Fortunately, those days aren't as common anymore. But, uh, but I just I, you know I want to tell you that it. I mean, you don't fret over not having tens of thousands dollars of view or tens of thousands of views, but you just keep doing it for the fun of it, for the love of it, for the love of talking about our club. And you and Trev and and your guests that you have on Trev couldn't be arsed to join us this morning. He got good internet and now he won't use it on me. But uh, <laughs> this series is this exact sort of thing that should be applauded watched digested by tens of thousands if not more gooners around the world because you know the problem with the fan base that we have these days is twofold I mean the, there's the entitlement issue which we see on Twitter which I I tend to think is both a younger thing and a just a kind of a YouTube generation I want everything now type of thing it's a generational thing and then we've got the ones who who just really don't don't they they and the and the club hasn't helped with that i mean they gave us 10 incredible years of football brought in a whole new generation of supporters and then just absolutely went to shitting the bed after you know after moving us out of our spiritual home promising everything in the sky uh and then and then just absolutely sucking for 15 years but the other is people who came aboard the arsenal train during those successful years you know Maybe even earlier, like uh, you know, in the late '90s, the Invincible years, even the post-Invincible years. you don't know enough about the history of the club, and they don't factor that into the grand scheme of their perspective and their and their fanship. So you know, even even those of us who came in earlier than the the Wenger years, the George Graham glory years, as as I did, um, you know, often don't really know enough about what happened with the club prior to those years. And so these types of of podcasts and 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 really these pieces that you put together uh, of the club prior to uh you know to, to when many people really knew about the club are amazing so to be on thank you thank you thank you to be honest um sorry i went off camera the wife uh, brought me a copper,
1: so <laughs> she's great um the, the, the morning princess uh, the, the, the idea of it the, the idea became partly from Tre, partly from my daughter. Um, I was going to take the summer off after the year that we had um, uh, with with COVID and with lockdown football and everything else. I had enough. And um, I was talking to my daughter who had come over from Germany for uh, a few months in the winter. And I said, oh, what, when is your next podcast, Dad? I said, I'm not doing one. We're finished with, with football. I'm going to take the summer off. So, but you enjoy doing that, it's your hobby, and it's exactly as you said. Why, why, why we do it? And 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 she said, Why don't you do something different? Your favorite game, uh, your favorite player, do something different. And I went, That's a good idea. And no sooner than we had said that, that then Trev came up and said, I've got in touch with Mark and Andy, uh, and the rest went from there. But, um, I am one of those entitled uh, fans, I didn't start following the club till. Uh, 1993. So I've I've really only seen uh, the glory years, and it was it was learning so much about it. Uh, you're on mute, mate. I said Placky. <laughs> <laughs> you you're gonna have to explain these in jokes to people no we don't
0: there's only there's only 10 people besides us that are watching at this moment anyway. okay so I don't have to explain okay I, okay I, you know. I
1: think i know most of them anyway yeah, that's
0: true.
1: <laughs> yeah but but it was um yeah it was it was just really uh, really enjoyable thing to do and 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 mark was just so knowledgeable about the Wooly years and so on and I remember there was one particular uh, incident where I thought, I'll be clever on this and I'll ask him a question he might know about. And we're talking about uh, Plumstead, the Invictor ground and the Manor ground and and, and, and uh, that the way because Arsenal was founded out of the armories and where the Navy was, it was actually quite an affluent area Woolwich was back then because of like, you know, admirals and captains and and, and the like. Um and it was uh I can't, I've, I've forgotten the I do know, but it's just going to have my brain now the the guy who started it all off with us as captain he was the captain of the cricket team as well, and we were talking all about that era, and I had read on a piece that I was researching about um men went into football for three pence three d all pence, boys went in for two old pence, but ladies got in for free, and I thought. Football back in 1890, 1891, just as we turned professional. I said, How many women would have gone to that? And I asked Mark, I said, I said, Mark, would many women have gone? He said, Well, you obviously haven't read my book, uh, Woolwich, the the uh, the Arsenal crowd, um, I think is the name of the book. He said, If you'd read that, you would have known that it was 40%. Um, 40% of the population of the crowd were, were women because it was a big social event. And that was just really interesting, one of the really early on interesting facts. But of the 10 hours that we'd done, there there wasn't a minute I didn't not enjoy. And I, I know preparing for certain eras, like the era after Chapman through to 1953 because we won nothing, that was like, oh, Christ, this is going to be hard work. And it was an hour and fifteen minutes, or an hour and twenty minutes, and there was just so much stuff in there. Yeah. So
0: you you broke it into to eight different sec. Well, um, I think it yeah, was eight. actually six, six different segments. Uh, if I have it right, uh, no, seven. Plumstead to Highbury, twenty-five to thirty-four, which uh, was the Chapman, Chapman era. era. Thirty-five to fifty-three, which you've just mentioned. Uh, nineteen fifty-three to nineteen eighty-six, which which I think would be fascinating. 86 to 96, the George Graham, uh, Mike Feinberg, and and, um, and uh, Amanda uh, <laughs> era. Uh, and, uh, of course, the Wenger era, 1996 to 2018. And then 2018 and beyond, which just aired this past week. And, and I haven't watched it yet, but I would imagine it's just an hour of the four of you all in the fetal position, just whinging and whining in pain and crying and vomiting. Uh, no, do you I have that mean, right? You don't-
1: No, it wasn't. (laughs) Uh, It it was harder to do, say, the likes of the 2018 and beyond because it's more of our opinions rather than fact and history. Um, So to try and keep it as a history-type, podcast uh and looking at some of the things we, we we talked about what you talked about the entitlement uh entitlement of um uh, some fans the the modern social media fan uh how emery was treated um how emory couldn't manage uh some of the characters how the characters became bigger than the uh bigger than the game uh, and then we looked at Arteta and our aspirations and what we deemed as success uh and progress so it was it, it was it, it, we did keep it as a constructive thing rather than just a, a rolling, rolling around in pain sort of thing. So,
0: well, and 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 by the way, Steve, if you if you want to, you know, if you have anything you want to ask and interject, please. Have feel you free. watched many of them, Steve? Yeah, you, you I don't, you, you don't have, you I, don't, don't have to, full, but you don't need to be a fly on the wall my, either if you don't want to.
2: They're all on my watch later. I haven't watched. I don't think I've watched much YouTube since I was laying in bed with with my stomach newly ripped out i just want well, so much to catch up on this should um, this should be required
0: it. this should be like required viewing for uh, i mean it, it's just like going to school i mean if you're going to be a gooner look yeah, look the doors are open you, there's no there's no um what's it called gatekeeping for gooners there should not be i, I rail against that all the time but if you really want to just understand you know what the club's about you got to learn about the history i i, I you know, Jake is, my son Jake is in the chat right now. It's 2.15 in the morning. He's he's trying to get up at 7 to talk to Lee Dixon, and then he's got to go to work. I, I don't want him to be awake right now, but I want him to, to hear about this and, and and eventually watch this video because what he knows about Arsenal, he knows from me, he knows from FIFA. Uh, obviously, you know, he can look things up, but, I mean, that the real, real history, not just it's the dad history.
2: It from, from, it's great hearing it from, you know, people like Trev and Mike and, the guys Fergus mentioned, and of course they weren't around at the very beginning, but they've Trev was. Lived- yeah, I was. I was
0: going to say, we, we can't, <laughs> can't underestimate how important it is to have a guy on your podcast who, who was at Woolwich when the club was yeah. out yeah. yeah. Um. But
2: yeah, so it's it's great to hear it from from those type of fans and those type of supporters because not only have they lived through the majority of what they're talking about, they've they've been and and seen other people and and spoke to other people and probably started going to games with people who were around back then so as i say it's definitely yeah the oral history
0: the yeah. oral history just continues through generations and 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 you yeah, know exactly i this I has cre- been said in my family because we have a very you know deep seated you know religious uh jewish identity in our family on my mother's side specifically and you know there's a lot of concern as the new generations become more scattered and that sort of thing, that the oral history of our family be is going to be diluted by the lack of telling stories I've got. And we need to finish this, but I've got my mother from five or six years ago, telling her story on video so that that can be played for my grandchildren. And, and uh, you know, the same, honestly, not, not to equate the two, but the same should be the case about Arsenal. So, uh, you know, really, right. I, I, it, it's a, it's a service that you have done this. And I want, I wanted to ask you, and then and then, tell me what you were about to say. How did you know... I mean, how did you come across Andy and Mark and, and what their qualifications were as Arsenal historians?
1: I can't take the credit for that. Uh, Oman Trev, uh, Trev follows everybody on Twitter. He reads everything. He's got every bit of Arsenal memorabilia he can find. He goes through... Um, Junk shops and, and finds anything but a cannon on it, and his house is just uh, an arsenal shop. How his wife puts up with him, I don't know. And yeah, but that's, that's a complete. He posts nice stuff story. about
0: her on Twitter every once in a while, and that, and that buys him more time
1: probably probably yeah but um he he was reading the arsenalhistory.com he's got their books um and the, all the the facts of who was in the lineup and who was sent off and who scored and what minutes are scored on from games back in whenever 1901 and these people have done the alchemy of arsenal it's unreal and uh he reached out to them on twitter and, and said um, do you fancy doing it? And the rest literally is history. Um, like there, there's a clip I sent you. I don't know if you've got it lined up or anything like that. One um, of the episodes in the 1935 uh, to 1953 was during the war period where football was uh, stopped for quite a while, um, and there was in um, leagues that were played locally. I'm going to
0: play the I'm going to play the video while you talk, but you may have to yeah find yeah yeah. Stuff so uh yeah actually no, so, it doesn't yeah, the, like it.
1: The, this is footage uh from the north bank um that was bombed in 1941 i think it was um and what we i didn't realize that Highbury was bombed i didn't I, I, i'm looking at the footage it's just it's like my skin tingle right now but uh, this is footage of uh, Highbury north bank being bombed by the germans in 1941 and What you can see about it is that the stands are actually all intact and what it is is heat damage because the North Bank was used because it was close to the hybrid uh, Arsenal station, uh, which was used as an air raid shelter. It was also there was a load of stretchers that were stored in the North Bank and an incendiary device was dropped. It set alight all those stretchers and the intense heat buckled. The um the the North Bank. Now uh, I discovered this on 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 Reddit, um, which was really rare footage uh, from the AP news agency, I believe, and um. Even Mark and Andy hadn't seen it. I showed them live on the the podcast, and they were gone. Oh wow! Oh Jesus! And they then came out with the facts, and they talked about the West Stand uh, being an air raid shelter. There was, uh, I, I think, something with the East Stand was a, a first aid centre. Um, there was we didn't play in Highbury at the time uh, because uh, it was um, a barrage centre and an air, an AKA sort of uh, gun uh, centre as well. And we actually played in White Hart Lane for periods uh, through the war. Uh, so Matt Busby, uh, Alf uh, Ramsey, I believe, also played for an Arsenal 11, uh, although they didn't go down as official Arsenal players throughout that period where you'd have guests, um, guests, f- footballers play for you. Uh, on, on, like, a bit like, um, yeah, what's that uh, game they play where you get England versus the rest of the world and you've got Ben Shepherd does it. They, soccer you know, Raid. Soccer aid, a similar, similar sort of concept, I would have thought, Steve. Um, we call it and, football and, aid over
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that
1: word. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was, it's just, it was just fascinating to, to go through. And when it was got really, really interesting is as we get into the 80s, uh, like the 70s and 80s era, you could just see uh, Andy, Mark, and um, Trev in particular light up because – they were recalling memories of when uh, like Trev was 45 going to his first game sort of thing in 71 or uh, 1970. I think he went to his first game in December 1970. And he, he, they're, they're talking about the double winning year. Uh, and then we went on to 79. And um, and as we moved along, we came up into the nineties as I started following uh, football. And we started talking about uh, when we won the European cup Um and uh kevin campbell scoring for psg in the semi final and we we're, we're able to get the footage from that and stick that up on there as well i've since been reported by youtube for copyright um <laughs> yeah so that, that, put-
0: I, I mean i'm hoping that the i mean we're not monetizing this video but i've played a few things already that are probably going to be subject to to, to copyright strike hopefully they're not strikes instead they're just they're going to take all your money for monetizing and i'm like okay you can have it because we're not monetizing it but that that um that footage of highbury bom- i mean as an american you know it, it's it's just foreign to me the entire concept thank god of my country my city being like bombed like that i mean other, other than terrorist attacks like in new york and washington that have happened other than Pearl Harbor in 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 Hawaii, I mean that just the concept of living in a country that's literally being bombed by the Germans during World War II is so foreign to me, and and to to you know to bring it home like that with Highbury, it's just it's staggering.
1: Yeah, it got, but that's the North Bank. That's where me and you we've all stood on that yeah. North Bank, and that's, that's thankfully that's, that's not that's at that's that moment. It, yeah, no. <laughs> No, 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 no. But it, it was the, it was little gems like, like that and, then, and about the, the, the women attending football and then seeing things coming up and seeing the likes of Kevin scoring the goal, considering that Kevin had been on our podcast and he's on everybody's podcast. He's really good in that way, that he donates his time uh, because of the love of the club, because he's a, a true fan. Um, and, 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 and I appreciated that. And and he retweeted and he, he reached out to us and said he enjoyed watching that bit as well.
0: Yeah, what are you, uh, it's absolutely what do you read? Stan, stands in the house and, and uh and, and is loving this discussion so far. And I mean, you had a um a comment about the issues with residents around Highbury in nineteen thirteen, kind of having a lot of a lot of similarity to how it was in two thousand six. Tell us a little well, bit.
1: My 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 brother's a, a highbury resident uh, my brother is a uh, a man united fan but he does attend quite a few arsenal games because of he's with me and stuff like that and we go out for a few beers and pick up a ticket and and, and go to a game that's why uh, I went steve to the other Min- club.
0: I didn't want to end up him.
1: <laughs> he wasn't with us at that one oh, steve okay. Minos the for, from uh, gooners la or la gooners. Oh, yeah, i know that uh, he he sorted me out a ticket uh, for arsenal chelsea uh, a few years back and I'm doing this communication with somebody via somebody on, on, uh, I'm in the Eagle and he's somewhere out so I meet, meet, meet you outside the Tony Adams uh, by the Tony Adams statue. And I'm standing there. And I'm like, hey Steve, how are you doing? He said, yeah, yeah. Oh, do some favor. I got a new flag. Do you want to take a photograph? My brother took a photograph. So what are you doing? He said, oh, I'm waiting for some guy to pick up a ticket. He said, yeah, me too. We carried on talking and everything else. He said, I'm going to have to ring this guy as he rang. My phone ring.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. I love to Steve has already won two prizes on this on this uh, this this uh, podcast already. He's won a, a two prints from from Ruth Beck, but uh, it, it's a oh, lucky man. Yeah, and and he's uh, yeah, well generous man. But yeah, Steve, I love Steve, and uh, saw him a couple weeks ago, and and a couple months before that. We're going to be neighbors next uh, in about a year or two down in Florida. Um, but uh, anyway, I, I digress. Yeah. So the
1: the, the the Highbury resident thing. My brother was a hybrid resident, and when we're when we're building a new stadium, the, the, he used to bitch and moan about uh, bloody Arsenal this and my car sitting outside, and the, the the cement lorries are sitting on Albert Park, and my car's covered in cement dust. Uh, Arsenal have to pay to wash my car once a week. They wash my windows once a month. And they just bitch and moan. He then moved from Albert Park to Highbury Hill and continued to bitch and moan. But not as bad as all the rest of the residents, but he was in the group and the WhatsApp groups and everything else. So he used to carry on uh, listening to that. And now he lives in Conewood. So uh, he's the other side of the the old Highbury Stadium. So not so much. But they were talking about And that 1913, when we moved over to Woolwich, uh, we got that ground ready and open within six weeks, you know, from the moment we broke turf to the the first game on the 6th of September 1913 was six weeks from the day we relocated. And one of the conditions that we uh, took when we relocated to that ground, I know, Mike, I know shit I never knew before. All because of this summer, <laughs> it's just I come well, out and, with that. Light, you know. great
0: because you're 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 now in a position to tell the story. I mean, you know, you you, you need to if you're if you're listening to this, you need to watch all nine hours, fifty nine minutes, and fifty four seconds of, of the Arsenal history. Um, I'll stick on an
1: extra four seconds just for you. Yeah, yeah. extra music. You the, I'll
0: end the last episode and just be like, "This is for Mike. This is for Mike." And then and then just end it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, I don't know why that sounded like the uh, the Kit Kat commercial over here, but. Um, Anyway, the you gotta but watch the the, whole the, rest thing, but the the fact that you are now able to give us the Cliff Notes version on things that you may not have been able to, to do just, just eight weeks ago yeah. is exciting to me because I can imagine now going to the same pub that you are intentionally and, and and just having a chat about this win, lose, or draw, or not even on game day, and just just making the arsenal of the topic of conversation.
1: To, just to finish off on the, 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 the resident thing 1913 the condition of us getting uh, in Highbury was that we didn't play on Christmas Day or Easter so uh, and okay that, that's partly religious of the time and so on but the, it was just the awkwardness and uh, when we built uh, what was the west stand it was built right onto the back of people's gardens uh, and it was a pile of mud pushed back and then a, a type of retaining wall heavy rains made it fall in on people's on, on Highbury Hill on their on their back garden so that created grief and aggro and everything else else as well um but you're talking about uh a rating the history and the stuff like this my nephew's going to be 18 in september and he's flying over from the us of a. <laughs> and he's flying over from boston what, uh, what Kassel, day in Northern. september uh, he, he's the sixth
0: okay but my, my son turns 18 on the 16th actually so
1: uh okay well, he he he's he's ten days older than your son, so he's
0: far more mature, far more knowledgeable. Um, uh, I don't know. My son's far more mature and knowledgeable than I am. So, and I'm 43. Listen, a fetus well, is far more hard. mature than you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's flying over, and and,
1: and I've managed to get uh, Norwich, uh, the Norwich the Norwich uh, uh, game. Sorry,
0: what was that? Coming, the church said. Church said no games on a Sunday.
1: Yeah, that's what I did say. Uh, that it was partly a religious thing, but yeah. also the residents as well said so. There was a, there was other things in there as well. Um, we nearly played at Fulham. We nearly merged with Fulham FC. Uh, Norris was going to merge us with Fulham FC. We nearly played it, uh, Relocated to Battersea. We nearly relocated to Haringey. Could you imagine being a middle Middlesex team? Ooh. Jesus, <laughs> the thought of it. So, but my nephew's coming over, and we're going to catch the Norwich game, and I'm going to do the stadium tour with him when he comes in on the Friday. Uh, we we'll go to the Norwich game on the Saturday. Uh, it's over twenty-one. The legends one
0: or the regular one?
1: The regular one, probably. I've done the legends one before, and he's eighteen. He's not going to know any of the legends, really, is he?
0: Hmm. That doesn't. It, it, I would die for my son to be able to come over on, on, and listen to Perry Groves talk for 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 forty-five minutes. That. That's who I recommend, by the way. Everyone says Charlie George, but you got to you got to go on a Perry Groves legend tour.
1: I I I had Nigel Winterburn. I'll, I'll rephrase that. Nigel Winterburn took me on the tour.
0: Yes, he he he. It was a one on one situation, right?
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was great. It was it was really good. I I, I come I
0: come, I'm doing an impression of Owen. Aim Orin. I'm, Orin. <laughs> I'm 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 taking a picture of this and sending it to him, so when he wakes up, uh, you know. All right, so so yeah, we, so, so I've we. Could got a, have I've got a pen. Does that make like, me Owen? Mean? Sorry, what's that? What does what does it even mean to say that we could have merged with Fulham? I mean, ex, ex, explain what that means. Well,
1: in, in the... Norris, Norris wanted to move us from Woolwich. Uh, To north of the uh, the north of the river, to 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 a better location in London with better transport links. Woolwich still to this day has got poor transport links. If they'd got their finger out of their arse and sorted out the um the new Elizabeth line, uh, then Woolwich will have good connections because the Woolwich Arsenal and Dal Square are have have got a a tube station there, but it's not active yet. Um, but at that time the 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 connect uh, the transport links to to London were poor. The attendances in eighteen ninety one when we went pro and with the Invict to Ground were in and around forty thousand but they fell off over the years in the early nineteen hundreds to something like five or six thousand. So in order to get more attendances they looked at merging with Fulham and making a big London club and that was Norris's original one. But the uh, Fulham were more successful at the time from memory. And Norris wanted us to basically jump up the league. But the league came along and said, no, if you merge, uh, Fulham dropped down to your place. So that scuppered that idea. Uh, hence, then we looked at Battersea as a location. We looked at Haringey as a location and settled on Highbury. Uh, I don't know the actual reason. I can't well, I can't recall the actual reason why Highbury was chosen over any of the other, uh, other locations.
0: So... Um... What, you mentioned that, uh, that that this wasn't a, a specific area that you talked about a whole lot, but um, you know you'd wanted to talk about kind of football violence and and how the mixed demographic of the Arsenal kept out the national front. And I've heard a lot about this. I, there, there are a lot of people who know a lot more about the history of Arsenal's, I guess, resistance against firms and and, and that sort of thing. But I am by no means well versed in that. So uh, tell us a little Not... bit about about that and and, and how hooliganism and Arsenal either intersected or or failed to intersect?
1: Well, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't in London at the time in, in the 80s and early 90s. Uh, I came to London in 88, but I didn't really get involved in, in football because of that. I was a young lad and everything else. <clears throat> but I don't know a huge amount about football violence and hooliganism, but what I have read is a lot to do with Denton um, and the Bear, as he's known. Uh, and Denton was a a big black man with a, a huge presence um and um you had the likes of West Ham and Chelsea which were very much a white, uh, white working class sort of um uh, demographic in there and then a lot of uh, National Front skinheads uh Long Duck Martins and stuff like that and they used to try and come around to the North Bank and storm the North Bank uh, and the National Front Trevor talked about it one time the National Front used to be outside the ground handing out flyers and 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 the likes and, and, I, and I was just saying for
0: those for those who don't know and i i kind of know but uh, what is the national front
1: the national front is a bit like um it's a nazi right wing sort of yeah, like neo-nazi um, type of uh yeah right, yeah. yeah so
0: not pleasant uh, people I, in my in my n- opinion i think
1: no <laughs> and <laughs> nor in mind, nor in mine you but know. Because of the, um, yeah, there we go. Um, Denton kept uh, the the national front out. And I would just, would have been really interested to know a little bit more and delve a little bit more about the history of that. Because it's quite important how, uh, what Denton and the mix of melting pot of a a central London club like Arsenal did. And that would have been an era I probably would have liked to delve a little bit more around. Not because I was involved or enjoyed or took part in, uh, I still like the tribalism of football, and I think that's where the hooliganism probably came from, but just went way too far.
0: Well, and, and in, as, a, as a person whose first exposure to English football was 1988, you've got, you know, you, you quickly learn about the Heisel situation with Liverpool because you know at that stage that there is no possibility of Arsenal or anybody else in England playing European football. And, you know, you're not just going to know that without trying to learn why. And, and so hooliganism obviously became a part of it. The the suspicions early on that were quickly diffused by everybody but the police about what happened at Hillsborough, um, you know, and, and being at Highbury the day that that happened at Hillsborough uh, just kind of shook me a little bit. But violence in football is not often associated with the arsenal. And I think that, I mean, I don't think that that should be glossed over too much because it doesn't sound like it's just – Circumstantial. It sounds like there was a cause and a meaning behind that. And even to this day, while I've, I've gone on some European away trips uh, to, to various cities in the last few years for Champions League and, and, and Europa League games before we, you know, left Europe, <laughs> before we Brexited literally from in, in a footballing way. Uh, but, uh, you know, you just you see some bad behavior, but nothing of the likes that you've seen when England as a country travel abroad or when certain clubs and you know I hate to name names but Liverpool and other you know other fan bases that go abroad and 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 just seem to want to propel that reputation of being proper art uh Arsenal's never really been that club and and, and am I just selectively uh
1: you know, I, play a little bit, that a bit, yes and no from what I know we we did have a friend with the Gooners and, and we did have a few tear ups here and there and we did get involved there's always a section of football um uh that that um we you know there was always a section that got involved um and Stan's right uh, Denton was uh the Pet Shop Boys bodyguard he died in uh 1993 I think no 2001 I think it was um and he was out in Moscow uh with the he Pet died Boys. well after the Pet Shop Boys career died no, right. <laughs> I think they were out there on some some tour, uh, some far uh, like you know, Russian tour or something like that. But he was out there uh, working and, and he was involved in security and
0: stuff like that. Cause he was a big man. He was a big man. Well he had to be to, to be able to resist that kind of this kind of organized <laughs> organized holding. Well, and, and you don't have to be. You just
1: you just have to be a big man in your head, really, don't you? you? Because even the smallest men can stand up against the biggest man it it, it but it, it's it's the bravery just to stand up until and the fists until you... start
0: flying but yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that's true that's true but bigger men fall harder don't they sometimes as well
0: i could tell you that firsthand yep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh um, so you know you kind of skipping around quite a bit but that's just when you got 140 150 trying to do uh do the, do the math in my head 135 years of history um you kind of skip around a lot, but, uh, George Graham, uh, a very brief in the, in the sense of Arsenal's entire history and very intense period of time. Uh, again, relating this to my own personal experiences, because it's the only perspective that I really have. Um, when I came, he was the, he was the manager. He pulled off an incredible, turnaround uh it it had already started i i'd become aware of what happened in 86 and 87 that all led to what happened in 88 89 um but i was absolutely shocked because when i came home from from england in 1990 after the world Mm -hmm. cup uh i kind of lost track of arsenal for many years because of the complete and total lack of coverage of football here in the states yeah yeah. you could get a, a score in the back page of a newspaper four days after the game was played and that was about all you got. Um, so, um, I was shocked to find out the way that George Graham went out and, and I've since talked. we've, we've talked to Alan Smith about it. We've talked to, uh, well, Stuart Robson wasn't around when he, when he left. Uh, but I mean, we, we've talked to some people about it and it's, it's really just kind of a crazy story, but I know you didn't focus so much on the, on the, the way he went out and more on his achievements. But if you don't know the details, I mean, not only did he end up coaching Spurs, but there was. Quite a bit of uh, of a bung situation, I believe, which is something that not many people talk about over here. But did he do the same thing that Sam Allardyce did, or what, tell us a little bit more about how that ended?
1: Uh, without incriminating myself, I'm sure that it continues to happen uh, throughout football, and that money makes the world go round. Uh, uh, Mike and I think uh, the world goes round an awful lot quicker in the world of uh, football and transfers and and, and the like. Uh, Harry Redknapp has had uh, stuff uh, insinuated about him. Uh, Allardyce, uh, you know, th- th- there's been lots of things that have been allegedly said about uh, various characters in in the football. Um, and George Graham, what he did and what he's guilty of as he got caught. And, yeah, brown envelopes. He got caught with brown envelopes. And, uh, you know, isn't there talk about... um... Uh, houses being uh houses been bought and offered for family members uh for players like gaza and shear and stuff to come to different different clubs. Uh how, how did Fergus feel about the way George Graham left the club? Interesting his thoughts of the whole bung thing.
0: Uh the players that, that sounds perverted but it's but it's not I mean explain explain to those of us who who, who that isn't a, okay. a part of our normal parlance what a bung is exactly.
1: So a, b- a bung is a bribe. Uh, basically, uh, he would have taken a cut of money um, in the so-called brown envelope. So, I mean, are we talking Rolston, player...
0: Yeah, he type of stuff here.
1: <laughs> Similar, allegedly.
0: <laughs> I mean, um, a little yeah. gerbil once told me that uh, that he was into some chicanery here. So, a gerbils know we'll everything. One day we'll tell. I'll tell that story. I'll tell that story. But, I, mean, <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't mean we. I meant I.
1: Absolutely, gerbils know everything, don't they, uh, Mike? And gerbils have
0: very good sources.
1: They do, they do, and they're not ITKs. They're they're
0: absolutely not. Um,
1: Um, But yeah,
0: how did I feel about George Graham's departure?
1: I was, it was quite. It's a little bit. It was a bit shameful to to a certain degree because of the disdain it brought in the press about Arsenal Football Club and with all the class history and tradition that we talk about. Um that just put a little bit of stain on his copybook. Um I didn't like the fact uh that he went and managed Leeds and subsequently Spurs. Um but you know, he was the only he's the only man uh who won a trophy for them uh in how many years. So the irony of that that he goes and wins the League Cup uh, with Is Spurs. Is he the last
0: he's not no, yeah. the only won it since him, right? The, the, no, and
1: that was two thousand and- Two thousand and eight, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, he left Spurs in two thousand and one, so so it wasn't he wasn't the middle Oh, that oh
1: yeah, sorry, yeah, it was was it Ramos that won the League Cup, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yes, but yeah, just the irony of him going and win, winning a trophy when they're desperate to win a, win a trophy left, right, and centre. That's I just thought it was quite funny, um, and the bungs, as I said already, I think it happens more and more uh, often um, than it's been reported. He just, as I said, he got he got caught, and that was the that was the, the silly mistake.
0: Yeah, and I love what's going on in the chat right now. We've got we've got Stan and Masgun Gunner, two two old school expats living in uh, living in North America. I will say because uh, I think Stan's in Canada, but uh, uh, just absolutely bringing back the old memories. So uh, I. This is this is great viewing for them and 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 to participate uh, in it as well. So
1: well, I'd, I recommend they watch the history uh, the history podcasts and uh, they love them. Uh, and not from my knowledge, not my knowledge at all. Uh, I just I just host and direct directed uh, the other three on it. Just are are priceless.
0: So the 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 best name of that I've discovered in this podcast. Uh, he was on earlier. I hope you got some sleep and now you're back. That the That's, Danish that, guy. That, well, well, okay, yeah. The best name was the Danish guy, but 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 for someone asking a question, the name Ask, it, it just can't be better. Uh, I don't know if those are your initials or if that's your name. You gotta explain that a little bit and tell us where you're from. But Highbury architect was Claude Waterflow or Waterloo Ferrier in 1913. I guess in Great Depression, they spend a hundred thousand dollars on or a hundred thousand quid on Highbury. Does does his work still there? I'm not quite sure I understand what you're asking. I don't Um, think
1: he was, he wasn't the architect. The architect uh, of um, Highbury, I can't remember his name, but it wasn't that name. And from memory, the fee we spent uh, to develop Highbury in 1913 was £20,000. So again, episode two, or no, episode one. 1886 to um, 1886 to uh 1913 we'll tell you all about it
0: now I don't expect anybody to write down this link but it, it just go to YouTube and search for guns and yellow ribbons um, if you want to watch this it, you know it, it's it's like eight of the of the last nine episodes because I think you did a kind of a midsummer update as well yeah um, we did they are I mean again I it's silly for me to say they're incredible because I have not watched them yet other than a a few brief moments, uh, in preparing for this, but I can already tell from, from what I've watched and from just the nature of what this is and knowing Ferguson how he puts together a show, uh, it is going to be sensational, uh, viewing. And I think they're, they're timeless shows as well. They're, they're one of the types of shows that, you know, whether you watch it now, a year from now, five years from now, a month from now, it'll still be golden. Um, other than maybe the 2018 to current part, uh, but frankly, the the pain and anguish that I'm sure comes out of that podcast will probably still be going on for a while. But uh, but uh, we got you. We got you, a new subscriber, Fergus. Uh, Stan's gonna gonna subscribe and watch. Um, if you get started now, I'm not recommending this because we if you get started now, you could be done by the time we're, the time we're time to... and we'll still be on the air when you're when you're when you're done. So uh, so yeah. But Are you
1: suggesting that might be more entertaining.
0: Uh no. Uh no. Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> but
0: uh, uh you know, should you watch should you watch it after us? Yes, absolutely. So
1: uh, Archibald Archibald Leach was the um person who designed and the architect of uh highbury stadium. Or, yeah, there we go. Uh, and the according to the infamous, famous, really, really accurate uh site called Wikipedia, um uh, it was 125,000. So I th- I got the 20 right and I knew there was somebody else's name. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so um, a full, uh, Loki says he has a full set of drawings of Highbury. Uh, one of the things I just wanted to point out and plug, because she has been so supportive of the podcast. Now, we've been talking about this the whole time because we've been giving away these amazing prints from Ruth Beck Art. Uh, but Ruth Beck is a fantastic artist who, who sells her prints on on Etsy. Uh, you can go to ruthbeckart.com forward slash arsenal. They're all Highbury-related uh, Arsenal related, Arsenal player related, but a ton of stuff from from Highbury and then five, and uh, we've been giving these away uh, all 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 morning, evening, night, whatever time it is, uh, where she you does are. Does
2: more as well. I know she, the she other does.
0: Day. She does non-Arsenal yeah. related stuff too. And, and yeah, I mean, she-
2: I see a picture she did of um, you know, Bagel Bake on Brick Lane, twenty-four hour bagel shop. I see that, and I'm and I and I'm, I recognize the art style, and and I. Tweeted whoever it was that put it out and asked if it was Ruth Beck, and they were like, "Yeah, it's Ruth Beck." Yeah, and I'd look, and I
0: yeah, would love fantastic. to. I would love to see her achieve a level of of notoriety that that I mean, in a positive way that uh that she deserves because it, it just yeah. there, there's a warmth to her to her her paintings, and, and yes. it, it's yeah, partly absolutely. because it brings me back, but also just literally there's a warmth to the style of the painting there there are I, and I'm not an art connoisseur by any means but there are straight there's a lot of straight lines which it's, I like it's, I
1: it's, it's it's called primitive art it's a primitive style my wife does a lot of painting and stuff like that but the the amazing story with Ruth is I I've known Ruth more or less virtually uh, uh, known Ruth uh, since she more or less started and she started doing uh, the East Stand and a couple of Arsenal things. And I put her up on the forum and stuff. I tried to have a chat with her on a podcast, but I don't think she really wants to do that. But she she injured her hand and had an operation on her hand, uh, on, on this part of her hand. So that, that would have been what you would paint. And, and one of the things she'd done to try and get dexterity in her hand again was toying with uh with painting and art and it and came out. And I mentioned to her once as well that because she does local pubs and uh she's done the woodbine for for me Hall at the Woodbine. She's done the, the the gunners pub for the lady who runs the the the, the gunners. Um and I had mentioned to her I said look there's a, there's a pub that really sits uh well in my uh, family's history the Canterbury and Canterbury Square uh, we had my mum's 70th birthday there uh, a surprise party everybody from Ireland came over it was fantastic we sadly had uh, my mum's wake there as well uh, but it just was a significant place we met for Christmas like for drinks and food and that and it was a significant place that we went and met and Uh, I said, any chance you could do is um, uh, a picture. And she'd done an A4 framed and I sent it to my brother who had organized it all. No, didn't mention or anything. And he's got pride of place uh, on his wall in his lounge. Uh, And she sent me a a smaller uh, A5 copy as well, which sadly I haven't put up. I've got them. I've got a pile over there sitting and she sends me like a card every now and then going, thanks very much. And I've got them there and I keep on meaning to put them in, in posters and a bit like uh, Steve Sunderland flag in the background, you when, know. So. When, when, hey,
0: when she found
2: Sunderland out... and Arsenal, just
1: yeah, yeah. Well, we could only see the Sunderland bit, Steve.
0: When uh, when when we did our fundraiser last year, Ruth reached out, or I I forget who reached out to who, but uh, she just became you know an I mean just an incredible friend, uh, and and I get these care packages with you know dozens of of her prints. And the thing about it is, you know, I mean, the prints—they're—they're they're, they're prints. They're not original pieces of artwork. They're—they're they're amazing, but they're prints. They're not—you know—you could go on Etsy and buy them, and it—and it won't break the bank, which is a no. good promotion. Because if you don't win one, it's—it's it's really kind of affordable to get, and it's a very very nice piece of art. Uh, but she does not ship to the U.S. Nor should she. I mean, the the, the 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 shipping would be five times the cost that she's charging for the for the artwork. So one of the neat things that she'll do is she'll send me a dozen of them or twenty of them, and you know while whilst not everybody that wins the the prints in our auctions is in America, if you are, you're essentially getting something sent to you that you wouldn't really otherwise be able to get, and that and and, and it just it tickles me to be able to give them out. Uh, you know, every time we do a raffle, we give them out as as uh, as a co prize along with other things that we're giving them out, and and people love them. Uh, my son has has asked me for one um, and you know, that took me by surprise cause he's, you know, I, I didn't really think he'd be too into like artwork and stuff, but he, he likes it cause it's Arsenal related. So, uh, so thank you again, Ruth. I, I really appreciate that. And, uh, and we've got a few more of these to draw uh, before the end of the, the pot a um, Any other areas before, because we've gotta, we've gotta do a drawing. Uh, in fact, our next drawing is for, for the Ruth, art, uh, the Ruth Beck art print. It's the the penultimate one, I think, or no, we've got three left. Uh, And we will do the one because we're talking about this. We will do the one of the East stand. Um, And uh, anything else you want to cover uh, as far from the uh, from the Arsenal history series on guns and yellow ribbons? No, I th- you know what I, th- I think
1: it was. It was just as I said at the very start. It was really interesting to get involved. And I know Steve reached out and said, "Could he get involved at at at, at one point?" But because we had set set up with the four, and I didn't want to get any busier than that, I I said, "Steve, we'll we'll wait off till the new season. We'll get you back on 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 the channel." But it was just it was just really interesting to do. Um, and it was just. A pleasure to learn stuff I d- I never knew before and some re I, my head is full of really uninteresting facts and I you know somebody was talking about in my local pub about COPD and I was able to tell them exactly what COPD stood for and they got shit you do know some boring shit don't you and I do. chronic
0: obstructive pulmonary disease or are you talking about something That's the other? one
1: yeah 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 See, we're all the same <laughs> but but um but yeah it's just it it was just good to know stuff like that and I, I and I remember just uh, the, the 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 ladies attending was one of the one that just stuck with me really I don't know why but it just it stuck with me
0: I've just realized that yeah this one has already been drawn for actually I I, I thought that I was I, I I'm getting them a little mis misorganized around here but yeah we uh we've given away four of them already the the first one was was uh was welcome to Highbury the second one was. Uh, the gold trophy. The third one, I believe, was Saul Campbell kissing the uh, uh, the uh, uh, the the golden trophy, and the fourth one was the East End. So, this is actually the one uh, I want to make it Highbury related because of what we're talking about. But this is the one we're going to be giving away. It is a uh, a bird's eye view. Let me see if I can get the light better on this bird's eye view of Highbury. Uh, are there seats in there? It looks like there are seats in there, which breaks my heart um seeing seats in the in the in the north bank but obviously i understand why um and it's just a it's it's got um avenel road alongside the uh the east stand it's uh it's just a beautiful piece and and maybe they're only
1: they're only two pound 50s postcard Maybe,
0: maybe those aren't seats maybe those maybe those are the terraces because i am still seeing those old style turnstiles uh that we used to walk through on uh they were there. They
1: were there right till the end, anyway. Oh, okay. Um, well, then, then yeah. You know, I
0: don't know why those would be replaced just because the seats were. But either in either way, this is a really cool one. It even has some of the the, the neighborhood uh, across the street from from uh, from Highbury. So this is the that, one. We're that, gonna ro- that road
1: just down to the the right of the marble art, uh, the marble steps. Uh, that's that's where the my brother lives. The, okay, the, okay. So, that's
0: the road that leads down to the Gunners Pub. Is it not?
1: That they, oh. the Bank of Friendship.
0: Bank of Friendship, and the, yeah, the next one over is the one that leads down to the Gunners Pub. Uh, yeah, Bank of Friendship, yeah. very underrated Arsenal Pub, by the way. Um,
1: very expensive. Love it there. Yeah.
0: Lo- love being out on the back <laughs> on the back patio there. It's it's just it's a fantastic place. Um, and you can have you. you can,
1: have you been there since they've done all that decking area and all the the, the little? Uh, it's changed so much.
0: I was there uh, in two thousand and eighteen. That was the last time I was there.
1: Yeah, it would have been just a yard sort of thing, but now no, it's all no, deck.
0: there. Were places to sit, and it was it was a it was a night. I mean, it was
1: it's a garden now. Well, a, a decked garden, raised seating areas, heated areas, power for your your, your laptop. I believe, and stuff I believe like that, that was already the case okay. last time I was there. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, it
0: was yeah, a yeah. nice. Pl- it was a nice, warm place to be. And, uh, you know, and and uh, we had a, a we had a really nice time there. Claude was there that night with a bunch. Of, I mean, tons of Yanks because it was an Arsenal America road trip. Claude came out and met us there. Uh,
1: uh, yeah, I met was, I, I met you. You won't remember. I met you. I met Laurie uh, at, yeah. the, uh,
0: uh, at, at the at the Supporters Club Arsenal Club. Supporters
1: Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. And no, Steve that, that, was there.
0: That was the uh, that was the the day that I think I I won a pair of Shag uh practice worn shorts and promptly draped them over my head uh, for a picture, which I, I regret <laughs> doing that for multiple reasons now. Um, okay. But is that uh, what that mark is? We, we we've got a comment for you Steve it's it's in the private chat but i'm going to read it out and it's from it's from max who's joining us in the next hour uh although i might bring him on a couple a couple of minutes earlier way oh, too please many don't, half please and don't. Half he, he's in
1: you. lockdown in melbourne so he's going to be nuts and he, has he been on the wine yet
0: uh, I, I i believe so he, he, yeah it's 5 p.m. where he is um uh, so um are those half and half scarfs behind you or is it just that
2: no it, right so i've explained i explain this all the time so I'm an arsenal fan through and through. i Have been since I was a young child. But my mum's mum's side of the family. There's no but There is a but, there is a but. My mum's mum's side of the family from Sunderland. It's much smaller than granddad. it used to be,
0: though.
2: <laughs> my mum's granddad, my great granddad, Thomas Reed, played for Sunderland in the early 19 whatever. He died down the pits down there, which is why. They moved down to London. My nan met my granddad. He was a Arsenal fan. My mum grew up in Hackney. So that's where the London connection is, and that filtered through to me, even though I'm from Watford, but fuck Watford. Um, but I'm an Arsenal fan, but those are Sunderland and Arsenal because I took my nephews to the Stadium of Light, Sunderland Arsenal. Um, and then when they came down and played us in the car, I got Sunderland Arsenal. It's that's 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 what my blood is. It's Sunderland, Arsenal. So I mean, literally Sunderland in my blood, but I'm Arsenal through and through. So if we do end up getting through the second round of the Carabao Cup and Sunderland do the same, and we get Sunderland in the draw, which I'm hoping for, then there will be another Arsenal, Sunderland half and half score on my wall. But do you know, I, think, I
1: think you should bring bring. I think you should bring in uh, Max and give him a right of reply. Yeah
2: he's, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna kick off, but. Uh,
0: you wanker! No, um, hello boys. Right. Call cool blimey, mate. Call cool blimey. He's looking proper cocky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, do I? Do I have? Hold on. I uh, I got to put my uniform on. Oh shit! It fell down the uh the side of my desk. Hey, Max. Um, all right. Let's hey, let's man. pick the winner for this, and then we'll bring you back on. Yeah. Uh, so, Max, hold off for just a second. I wanna I wanna first say that we are. Uh, he shot his load too early. We, we are a bit. We're a bit closer to our goal now. Thank you, Luke, for your donation. We're at 4477 now out of five thousand eighty-nine 89% of the way there. And um, and, and we're gonna we're gonna now pick the winner of the full highbury Ruth Beck art masterpiece here. Um, hold on, let me just mark that down. And the winner <laughs> of the thingy. The, uh, the the Ruth Beck art drawing is Rick Hicks, Rick Hicks of St. Louis, Mizzou, um, a very good friend of the podcast, actually been on the podcast before, generous donation from Rick, and Rick has won probably my favorite Ruth Beck art one that we've given away so far, just because it brings back those memories from, uh, from Highbury. So Rick, uh, the question was asked earlier tonight. We have a group of of friends in a WhatsApp chat for the last eight years called the ponies. Don't ask. It's a long story. Uh, I think this is the first time a pony has, has won uh, a prize on Gunners versus cancer. So, um, I, I probably shouldn't have given that information out without, Without more more explanation, but uh, but congratulations, Rick. Thank you for your donation, and I can't wait to get this thing over to you, uh, Fergus. It's been a heck of an hour, man. I I I, I love this because you know again I I'm, I want to be like a sponge when it comes to learning about Arsenal, and um, and and I can now Big do sponge. that for you. I'm a I'm sponge worthy. You're sponge worthy. <laughs>